Payson. And I could see, uh, I could see what people were wearing and see they, they Christmas gifts. Y'all just dress good all the time, so I can't tell the difference. It's all in my account. It just looked regular. Y'all look regular. That's all right. That's all right. So we talking about money again. Um, we've been at this for two years. Can y'all believe that? Two years. First one was January 31st, 2016. Uh, I actually went back and dug through some of those slides. I actually dug through all of them and, and, and pulled a couple back out just so we could kind of see where we came from. Uh, last session, we had about a third of us uh, had seen credit scores increase of 50 points or more. Yep. That's amazing. Yeah, man. Yep. Yep. That's amazing, right? Like, because I suspect many of those people who had those jumps didn't think it was possible in a short window. It's okay to say, yeah, you're going to talk to me today. I, 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 I'm, I'm going to make you talk today. I'll make you talk. Um, but I, was, I got to thinking about it. Like, wow, man, we've been going over this stuff and over and over and over. And uh, as I, I like to change the verse on the first slide. I don't know if y'all notice that. If you go back through the slides, you'll, you'll see I typically change it. But this one, I really like this one. I like this 12 and 3. Because I, I, I figured out something. And I don't like it about us. And we'll get to who us is in a minute. We're not honest with ourselves about who we really are. We think it's cool to say stuff like, well, I'm just making it. No, you're not. You're doing great. We think it's cool to be self-deprecating. I do it all the time. We think it's cool to just be regular and not acknowledge. Holy smokes, we are the most educated, highest earning, most productive asset owning group of black people born in these United States in the history of black people being in these United States. Think about that. We get excited about what W.E.B. Du Bois did. Yeah. We get excited about civil rights movement. Yeah. Guess what? We should be in a much better place than they are because we don't have the barriers that they did. Now, yes, 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 racism exists. Yes, yes, yes. There are still people out there with prejudicial things. But I suspect, I don't know, but I suspect most of us haven't had to deal with no niggers signs posted in public facilities. I suspect. Now, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you have. In fact, I got to doing the math and got to thinking. And I realized that for most of the people in this room, we are between 75 and 150 years removed from slavery. That means the people we know don't even know people who were slaves. Yet we get stuck in that slave mentality that we discussed in the last session. How in the world is that possible? Like you literally don't know anybody who knew somebody who was a slave. But yet you go see 12 years of slave and you walk out mad. White people who go see 12 Years a Slave walk out going, man, that was a great film. Did you see the cinematography? What about the costuming? We should give them an award. You walk out with high blood pressure and less money because you're spending on $18 popcorn. <laughs> Think about that. We, I, I have had more conversations about how they burned down the Black Wall Street. I have had no conversations about how we build a new one. Who are we? 
Are we soberly approaching ourselves? Not to think more highly than we are, but to think of ourselves as God made us. If you great, say you great. Y'all done heard me say it plenty of times. If you number one and you look at that board and you say, I'm number one. That ain't bragging. That's telling the truth. Are you number one? I realized something in the last session. We don't have enough big dreams. We don't have any dreams. I asked people, what do you want us to pray for? There are about seven people who spoke up. There were more than seven people in the room. Guess what? Number one, you are allowed to have grand dreams. Number two, guess what? You are allowed to have more than one. Holy smokes, what do you mean? If you want to learn how to play the flute, ride a snowmobile, jump out of an airplane, if you want to learn how to go to space, figure out how to solve AIDS, if you want to do all of that in your lifetime, guess what you can do? Er, last thing. We had a session a while back where we talked about both of them, my good friend, B-E-A-U-F-U-H-M. Both of them. Which one can you have? Both of them. Y'all got excited when Cardi B said she didn't have to choose which red bottoms. But you choose which ones you want in your own life. And then sometimes you say, oh, well, I got the money, but I'm not going to buy them. That's cool if you're talking about savings. But what were you talking about? What happens when you're talking about giving up your dreams? What happens when you talk about passing on pursuing what it is that motivates you? How many of you haven't tried to work on your credit score, not because you can't, but just because, well, nobody in my family. Guess what? It was a funny line in that old movie when my man said his mama named him Clay. I'ma call him Clay. But guess what? You don't have to be called Clay no more. In fact, the old folks always told me, son, it don't matter what they call you. It matters what you So what are you answering to? Next slide, please, sir. That's all I got for you. Here's the same old thing. Y'all seen this before. Y'all know what it looked like. Let's get to the next one, please. You like me? You want me to say it? Okay. Neither Fellowship of Champions, no surgery deal with this registered investment advisor with SEC content herein is prevented for, uh, presented for discussion and informational purposes only and should not be considered as rendering of investment, legal, or tax advice. Recommendation to transact or solicitation of business. Always consult an, inter- an attorney, registered financial advisor, or tax professional regarding your specific, specific legal, financial, or tax situation. No problem. That's right. We broadcast. So yeah, I got it. You're right. So we made some adjustments. Uh, I actually like this verse. I wish Coach Gunn had come through again with us. Uh, This is Genesis 1 and 11. Basically, seeds made, plants came, seeds made, seeds are there to reproduce the plant after its own self. So if you want to grow corn, what should you be planting? If you want to grow a good budget, what should you be planting? (laughs) It ain't hard. We're afraid to make mistakes, though, because we're smart, we're educated. We're the first people in our families to go to school. We're the first people to not live in that small town. We're the first people to eat greens that weren't made with ham hock. <laughs> Laugh all you want to. I know my mama nim. Yes, I have a mama nim. That's one person and some other folks. I have a mama nim. <laughs> but in being the first, we get to choose some stuff. We get to choose. Anybody ever build a house? If you haven't, don't worry about it. But if you have, 
there was a point where you sat down with that builder and you got to pick what you wanted on the wall, what finishings you wanted on the cabinets, how your floors were going to look. And if you were doing it big time, you actually sat down with an architect to design the house you wanted. Way back when, I remember growing up, I was living in Dallas at the time, house next to us was being built. And the guy who was building it was an engineer. And he was serious about his house. Because in the middle of his house, he wanted to have this massive aquarium built into the wall. Right? Massive thing. To make this work, he actually had to build the house around the aquarium. Right? So that means drainage had to run a certain way, wires had to run a certain way, the entire building had to be structured a certain way because not only was this a center point of a high ceiling hole where this big old aquarium was going to sit, so if something happened, boom, it's all going to fall in. It had to be able to support, right? He had to make sure that he could see it the way he wanted to see it. Why? Because he was spending his money. And if I'm paying you to give me what I want, what am I going to get? Sound reasonable to me. So every day, this dude actually had his own blueprints. He would show up in his car, get out, get his blueprints out. And he would go through with his own set of tools and he would measure that day's work. And once he was done, he had his list. He sit his list down Then he'd go back to his car and he'd pull out a broom and he always swept it clean. He's just sweeping cement with some sticks up, y'all. But he did it every day. Now, those of you who have never done this, if you go in your backyard and kind of poke around a little bit, there's likely a hole back there that's full of crap. Because what they do when they build is they build a hole to bury all the excess materials, all the cast off stuff. So that spot in your yard that won't grow, there's probably some plumbing, a little bit of brick, maybe some old carpet, whatever it is is probably left in there. He wasn't going to have that. He made them come through, grade everything in his yard front and back. Why? What he paid for? He got exactly what he wanted. And I sat here and I watched this, and yeah, it took extra time. But special orders take extra time. <laughs> Last time you went to McDonald's, did you ask for bacon on your sandwich that don't have bacon? Guess what? You had to pull up to that number one spot because it wasn't ready. Go to Popeye's. You asked for extra spicy chicken. Guess what? I don't know if they even make it. Let's try it. Why not? Anybody ever ask for an extra chicken breast at Chick-fil-A? Anybody ever try that? They will sell you three chicken breasts on any sandwich. Now, I don't know how you eat, eat that. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't hear he said mash it down mash it down but the point is if you ask they will make it there are restaurants that actually feature things that aren't on the menu how many of you have been there you ever asked people for stuff that ain't on the menu and they be like we got you See, it's easy when you're standing there and you say, can I substitute the potatoes for maybe some sauteed vegetables? Because they already got them made. But when you like, yeah, can I get some, uh, can I get some herb de Provence on my chicken instead of that regular stuff? It changed stuff around. They got to see about something. Right? Like, can I get my vegetables roasted in ras al hanout instead? They got to say, hold on, let me go check. Yeah, we can do that. That's stuff that's not on the menu. You go asking for stuff that's on the menu or not on the menu, somebody got to create it. 
Think about your paycheck. Are you asking for stuff that's not on the menu? You get a pay stub, at some point you're going to get a W-2, right? You're going to get one of those here pretty soon. Trust me, you have to get it by, they have to send it by uh, January 31st. That's the law. So you're going to get one. That's your menu. That's the menu of what you ask for for the year. Are you going to be happy to eat that? Look at your bank account. You get an interest statement. They're going to send you a 1099 DIV, INT, or some other form of a 1099. You going to be happy with what's on the menu? That's what you ordered. So if you don't like what you're eating, there are only two options. Order something else or go somewhere else. That's all I got right there. So let's talk about creating a menu. How about that? We're going to talk about how money is actually created, not earned, not made, not manufactured, but created. And a nice little session that I like to call Make Money Money. <laughs> now, if you, oh man, I messed that up. I messed the line up. I just noticed that. All right, if, uh, if you are about my vintage, then you know that Make Money Money is immediately followed by. That's it. There you go. Somebody's of that vintage. But, but there's a problem with that, because immediately after that, it says, take money, money, take money, money, money. So, which part of that equation are you? Which one? Which part? That's the question. Which part? Which part? Which part are you? Sure. Legally, uh, this is not dead presidents. Nobody has a white face on. Lorenz Tate ain't cruising around. Listening to Isaac Hayes. Which one? Which one? Which one? Well, both is correct. Both is correct. If you are doing this in a grand way, you are doing both. Most people don't recognize that, so they don't actually ever win the game. Remember, way, way, way back, we talked about the only, or you can't win the game if you don't know how to keep score. Yep. Here you go. People don't recognize the game they're in, so they don't know how to keep score, which means you will never win. There are games you play against me, I promise you will lose. Because I'm going to make up the rules as we go. <laughs> <laughs> Old saying, shoot the side of the barn, go draw the target around it. You get a bullseye how many times? Every time. Who gets to define what make and what take is? This, this is where you say, I do. I do. I do. Next slide, please, sir. Y'all recognize this? This is what we've been doing all year. All year. All year. Guess what? 2018 starts tomorrow, a couple hours from now. The only one of these is going to change. This one right here. And only a couple of these things will change. Only a couple. And hopefully, depending on how you guys go with today's session, uh, we can put one up that I actually wanted to put up since the very first session. Next one, please, sir. This is how we're going to do it. You need a copy? Is that what you need? No, we got, we, they're on the group, so you can see them. No, you're good. No, I appreciate you saying that, because if you want it, we can get it. We can, if you don't speak up, we can't fix it, right? What's a closed mouth don't? God, dog. It's like y'all know me in my head. 
Well, y'all from where I'm from, y'all know what this stuff is. There's nothing that's changing here. These are the simple things that we are focusing on just to knock them out. Boom. Do we have a budget? Are we saving? Are we investing? Are we repeating? I told you guys, I change my budget up all the time. I am literally on the 10th rebuilding of my entire budget since I started in 1999. I have created 10 separate versions of it, not update a line. I'm talking about throw the whole thing out and build myself a new one. Why? Because my life changed. Why? Because I learned more and I knew how to build more. Why? Because I wanted to see something more in more detail. I told you last time, drugs are some people's thing. That's not my thing. It's never going to appear in my budget. Why? Because I'm not going to spend money on it, ever, yours or mine. Eating out, well, it can get a little tricky there. Because I happen to like a good steak, and Peter Luger ain't cheap, and they only take cash or the Peter Luger card. And I don't have the Peter Luger card. $200 steaks ain't fun always. Just saying. We're going to take care of what's left. Got to make sure that we're thinking beyond ourselves. Anybody familiar with the Pauli exclusion principle? Maybe, maybe any engineers kind of? Next slide, please, sir. That's okay. I got it right here for you. If you like Lauren Hill, she once said uh, two MCs can't occupy the same space, at the same, occupy the same mic at the same time. Pauli exclusion principle mostly says that two particles can't occupy the same space at the same time. Apologies to anybody who's listening who knows it in detail. We don't need to get into the differences between fermions and all this stuff. Right? Just understand two things can't be in the same space, same time. Makes sense, right? For our purposes, you can't take it with you mentality. Because we all know people like that, right? You can't take it with you, may as well spend it while you got it. We know people like that, right? That is backwards. It doesn't work with Proverbs 13, 22. What does Proverbs 13 and 22 say? It's right there on the screen. Remember that whole thing about each reproducing after its own self? When you do these things, your children become generationally blessed. There are people, believe this or not, there are people who do not know because they've never experienced it. What a white box with black plain letters contains. Those of you who have experienced it know it contains stuff you don't want to eat because it's generic food. Commodities, government cheese, government peanut butter that you got Get a daggone clamp out the open. That stuff didn't taste good. There are people who don't know what that stuff is. I worked at a rental car company one time. I say one time like it was a short time. It was a long time. And I remember this little girl came in. And she got in a cheap car that her daddy was arguing about. And this little girl gets in. And she's like, Dad, what is this? He's like, hold on. I'm talking. She's like, no, dad, what is this? It's so cool. What does it do? You got to tell me what it does. Oh, dad, dad, dad. She's like three or four years old. She's going, oh, my God. He looks over. He says, use it to roll the window up and down. She said, oh, wow. Can we get this car? No other car I've ever been asked this.
holy smokes, here's a child who was about to live her entire life without ever going like this. It didn't exist in her world. Holy smokes. So guess what's about to happen to some of our progeny? That means our kids and our kids' kids. There are things that we experience that will never exist in their world. Many of our kids will never live in the hood. It'll be a place you visit at holidays to see your cousins nim. And you promptly leave. Right? Here, 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 here. Oh, 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 I wish our, our little girls were here. How? Challenge, challenge, challenge. Those of you little girls. Come here, come here. All right, ready, ready. Miss, Ma- oh, you got Miss Mary Mac. Mac, Mac, all oh, <laughs> Try that with your kids. They will never know how to do it. Why? Because you didn't teach it to them. <gasps> oh, is that a bad thing, though? Because there are other things that you didn't teach your kids how to do, deal with. Like how to deal with a crackhead who keep running up on you. Right? You didn't teach them that. You never had to teach. You will likely never have to teach your kids how to protest. This is gonna be good. I'm, I'm a, I want to. I wish I don't have a camera. We don't have. I wish we had a camera so we could show this. There was this thing. It's called the. I won't even tell you what's called. Let's see. What is the next line? Lift every voice and sing. Look around. Keep going. Keep going. Just look around while you're doing. Y'all sound pitiful. Sing a song full of the. Come on. Come on. Facing the of a keep looking around. Kids don't know what in the world y'all just did. Have no clue. I remember being in elementary school and singing that song at every program. I'm from Texas, right? So I get real, 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 real buck about Juneteenth. Getting buck means to become uh, (laughs) quite excited, rather excited, to work oneself into a froth. (laughs) I get buck about Juneteenth. It's June 19th. That's when we celebrate, we drink red soda water and eat ribs. Why? I don't know. Yes, it's soda water. <laughs> and depending on where you come from, it might be an L in there. Give me that soda water. But that's something else. I don't know why, but it's real personal to me, right? Because as a kid, I remember vividly being with my grandfather, cruising down to the black downtown. If you're from where I'm from or a place like it, there was a black downtown. It was a place typically with one-story buildings that was just all businesses lining the way. Today, black downtown in Dallas, Texas, Oak Cliff still exists. 
is just not occupied by black people anymore. And most of the black people in Dallas can't afford it anymore because you need a beard and a high cut haircut and some tight jeans to live there apparently. You have to drive a VW, but that's something else. But anyway, I remember being there with my grandfa and we would go to the parade. You gotta stop laughing, you can't do that, mess me up. <laughs> we go to the parade and I remember being there and watching the people cruise by and throwing candy out for the Juneteenth parade. You, you celebrate it. My son has no clue what Juneteenth is. None. Whose fault is that? I even remember when I got bigger, I drove in the Juneteenth parade. Hey, what's up, T-Ray? Y'all laughing, that's how you talk Juneteenth parade. We know. <laughs> you see somebody, you know, you see your uncle, your cousin, your friends. Oh my God, it was amazing. Juneteenth is so impactful that years later, in fact, long after I got here, I opened up a magazine and there was a picture of a Juneteenth parade and the person that they were highlighting in the picture was somebody I knew. I started crying because not only did I know that person and I knew exactly where he was, the article was about how the changing of the neighborhood was causing the Juneteenth parade to die. So here's something that is critically important to me and it's dying because people like me don't support anymore. We living good now. We out the hood now. Why? Why? Go build it up. Go build it back up. You have the education. You now have the credit score. You now have the understanding to take your own loan out from the bank, clean that house up, and instead of selling it for 50 cents on the dollar, you can now sell it for 120 cents on the dollar. 120 cents is more than one dollar. Just remember that. That means you made a big profit. You can do that. Or you can just live in, live in and take care of the neighborhood. It's funny, like, there was this guy, his name Dr. Watts. Dr. Watts, if he's still alive, would be about 7,000 years old because my entire life, Dr. Watts was old. Dr. Watts may be the only person I have known in life that looks older than Bill Schneider. If you know who Bill Schneider is, Bill Schneider been old since before he was old. Right? So Dr. Watts was a doctor in the neighborhood. Everybody I knew went to Dr. Watts. I have literally met people from Oak Cliff in my adult life who I never knew, never saw, don't know anybody else. And they're like, you know Dr. Watts? I'm like, yeah, I know Dr. Watts. I still got my shot record from Dr. Watts. So guess what I thought was possible growing up? You could be a doctor. What? What? No. What do kids today think? Be a rapper. Be a bowler. You don't exist. No. We forgot to sow more. Next slide, please, sir. So last time we talked about slavery, not from the emotional side, but from the economic side. What is the economic system that is set in place and the results of that economic system that become long-term because of mentality? One of the things we talked about is that as a slave, we never had to teach you generationally because your parents enforced it and you never knew any better, so you never asked any better. But on the other side of that equation was if you were a master or you were in control, you never knew any better, so you never asked any better. You never expected anything other than to employ the productivity of these peoples, these tools, and these other assets to make your life better. You grew up understanding that, hey, if I take a little bit of yours and a little bit of that and a little bit of this, I done built a whole life for myself. The return on capital is greater than the return on labor. That is an economic principle I need you to understand. 
the return on capital is greater than the return on labor. What this means is simple. If you own stuff that works for you, you can make more money than if you have to do the work yourself. The reason is you only have 24 hours to work. And if you are a normal human, you got to sleep. You got to eat. Do other things, right? Even if you work all the hours of your day, you only are limited, or you are limited to how much you can make in 24 hours. Whereas, how many productive assets can you own? That was a question. You can own as many as you want. You can own stuff that doesn't even exist. Do you know that? They call it intellectual property. In fact, if you look at a business's balance sheet, they have this thing called intangible assets. You mean what? You know what intangible means? You can't touch it. It's not a building, it's not land, it's not a box, it's not your phone, it's not your clothes. You literally cannot touch it. It is simply an idea. You own it. And guess who's making all the money in the 2000s? The people who own the intellectual property. Facebook went public, made millionaires out of people who didn't before. I think they had like 3,000, 3,500 people working for them when they went public, became an instant billion dollar company. It took GM like years and something like 80,000 employees to hit a billion dollar company. Ladies and gentlemen, um, what's the app? What's, what's app? That's what it is. What's app? Group me. Group me? Group me. One of them. One of those things. Anyway, the guy who started it, there were four people who worked for the company. It's WhatsApp. This dude became a billionaire. He sold this thing. Four people worked for the company when he started. Four people made a billion dollar company. Okay. Please answer this. First black female millionaires in America. What was her actual name? C.J. Walker was her husband. Yeah, most people don't know that. That's why it's madam, because, you know, it's Mr. and Mrs., Mr. and Mrs. Richard Smith. It's Mr. and Mrs. She's Madam C. Day Walker. Her actual name was, I think it was Sophia or Sophia, something like that. Anyway, what did she get rich doing? Making hair products. Millionaires in 19, I think it was 17, something like that. Something like that. That's 100 years ago. Two months ago, what just happened? A lot of stuff happened not Donald Trump tweets. Okay. A lot of stuff happened besides those. Something else pertaining to black women hair. Speak it up. Say it. Okay. What? Okay. No, no, no. That's all right. She launched it, but that's okay. What else? Anybody use Shea Moisture? Oh, they just sold themselves to Unilever. A Dutch company, Anglo-Dutch. They actually have two headquarters, one in England and one in the Netherlands. For an undisclosed amount. So here we are, 100 years removed from a woman making millions of dollars from hair products, and somebody is still making millions of dollars from hair products. So guess what's going to happen for the next 20, 50, 100 years? Somebody going to make money off of hair products. You in the kitchen stirring bananas and strawberries and yogurt and stuff you can't pronounce in a blender to pull on your head. Pour it in a jar and sell it. I won't repeat what he said, but there's an episode of the boondocks about that. 
Yes. Said the bomb. <laughs> Go watch the boondocks. It's funny. Um, in Jesus' name, you got to purify it. NSFW. NSFW and kids. Uh, so, uh, but that's going to be around, right? That's going to be around, right? But let me ask you this. I got to thinking about this because, well, I'm a nerd and this is just kind of what I think about. Why is it that every time somebody gets all excited about what black people mean to the United States, they say stuff like black people have so many billions or trillions of dollars worth of spending power? You know why nobody listens to those people? And when I say nobody, I'm talking about the people who actually make decisions. You know why? Because all you're doing is consuming. What you should be talking about is how much investing power you have. Because all of a sudden, people who want to build businesses seek out investors. Facebook was founded by Mark Zuckerberg, but it was funded by private equity. Pick one. Name a technology company right now. Say it. Apple. Had angel investors. Say somebody else. Hewlett. Hewlett Packard had angel investors. Who? Samsung had angel investors. Everyone. Microsoft had a whole lot of angel investors. In fact, Microsoft and Apple stole the same thing. That's why they argue about it to this day about Windows. They stole the same thing from a company called Xerox. There's this thing called the Palo Alto Research Center. Anybody ever heard of it? Probably for me. I think I told you this. Anyway, they created all of this great stuff, but the printer people said, ah, nobody going to ever use that. Steve Jobs. And uh, Bill Gates went into this thing at the same time, saw it, and they said, hey, let's make this Windows thing. Today, well, Steve, post-mortem, is a billionaire, and Bill Gates is a billionaire from something they stole. It was an idea. They just went home and said, oh, I can make that too. I know, I know. Yeah, me too. Okay, okay. Yeah, me too. Okay, everybody meet Mr. Me too. Why? Why are you trying to reinvent the wheel? Be Mr. Me Too. Be Mr. Me Too. Next slide, please, sir. Proud of founding the Atlanta Life Insurance Company. Alonzo Herndon. What was his job? A, barber. B, real estate investor. C, a slave. D, all of the above. E, none of the above. You said D? D, are you guessing D? Okay, that's a good guess. That's a good guess. Anybody else? So, now, I intentionally structured this this way because it requires a couple of things. It requires that you know who in the world Alonzo Herndon is. It also requires you pay attention to a timeline if you don't know the details. You can actually figure this one out pretty quick. And it requires that you pay attention to the context. Because in 1905, how far were you removed from slavery? Say 40 years. 40, 42, actually, but that's okay. 42, right? So, it's kind of likely that he could have been a. But in 40 years, I mean, you had to have another job when slavery went away, right? You had to make money some. Um, kind of lame. You, you, cut, you cut some hair. You can cut some hair and make some money because, well, fried dog laid to the side has always been cool. This around C.J. Uh, Walker time, too, Madam C.J. Walker time, too, right? So people working on their hair, they're working on their appearances, right? Huh. That's at least two of them could be possible. That means, what's this real estate investor? I don't know about that one. So since it's not like an A and C, which one do you think? B? A? I heard D? 
Go for it, sir. All of the above. He was born a slave. He was born a slave, lived a slave his early life. Uh, his father was the, actually the white slave master. His mother was a slave. He raped her, produced Alonzo. Uh, the father's name was Frank, never claimed him, uh, never claimed Alonzo. But Alonzo went on to be what we would call a hustler. He worked his butt off legally to find all these ways. So what he actually did, started out as a barber. He ended up turning his shop into the premier spot for judges, lawyers, all the sophisticati of the time. He used some of that money to go start uh, messing around with some real estate. And he stacked his money through benevolent organizations, which we'll talk about hopefully in the next session, depending on how y'all feel about this, uh, and into building what would eventually become the Atlanta Life Insurance Company, which still exists today. Still exists. It's uh, over 100 years ago, and it's still here. Tell me you can't build something that grows generationally. Tell me. Come on. Come on. I'll wait. This man was a slave. We read books about slavery. He was a slave in his life. He built a company that's been around for 100 plus years. I can do the impossible. I can see the invisible. Because I got. Next slide, please, sir. Or next question, actually. Springfield Baptist Church founded Augusta Technological Institution, or Theological Institution, sorry. Uh, it went on to become which, can you see all three, or all five of them, yep. Morehouse, the house, UGA, Georgia Tech, Augusta National Country, or Golf Club. You guys know what this is? E, none of the above. Augusta National Country Club is home of the Masters. Green Jackets. Which one? E, got an E. What else? C, got a C. Okay, I like C. I like C. What else? What else? You don't know? You going with the house? Okay. I'll take the house. Okay. So we got three answers that seem to be coming to the top. Nobody for Augusta National Country Club or National Golf Club? You going to go for that one? Okay, 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 okay. What about UGA? Was UGA started by a church? It's what? It's the house? Okay. Push the button, sir. It's the house. It's the house. So I actually picked these two because there were, and we'll dig into this later on, but uh, in the next session, uh, the, if you guys want to, that's cool. Uh, there is a history amongst people coming out of slavery of creating what are called benevolent societies. You can Google those and read all about them. In fact, I'll save you. There's a book called Self-Help and Entrepreneurship Amongst Black Americans. It's written by John Sibley Butler, who might be the coolest uncle that you don't want to ever have in life, but you do want to have in life. He's just a cool cat. I like Butler a lot. Um, got his teeny-weeny afro still. I think I told you Butler, Butler makes probably two, three, maybe five million bucks a year. I was talking with him one day. He looked at me and said, you know what, if this school thing don't work out, I can still go pick me this guitar and pay these bills. Here's a man who had an actual phone line in his office to the White House when George W. Bush was in the White House. This is a dude, anybody hear of Austin, Texas and how all these technology companies are going there? He was the first person on the wave that led to all of that stuff. 
He actually turned down Michael Dell. Uh, Michael Dell was one of his students, by the way. Turned down Michael Dell investing in Dell computers when Michael Dell was just starting. He said that's the biggest mistake he ever made, not because he missed out on the growth, but because what he did was discount an entrepreneur's desire to succeed. He said from that point forward, he never told anybody else that their idea would not succeed. He would ask them how they plan to beat him. John Sibley Butler, cool cat. He, he looks like the uncle that you want. Like, like he really does have a Cadillac with a diamond in the back. He really does look like that. Next slide, please. But the book is great. And it talks about these benevolent societies. Um, they would come together, people would pool their money and use them to fund things. So if you had a funeral where you needed to fund, boom, if you had something else. And it, and it led to the creation of life insurance. It also led to some of the structures that we see that created some of these colleges and universities, like the house and some others, okay? There is no reason the exact same model doesn't work today. In fact, we know it works because, well, people still do it. They call them venture capitalists, and it has a sexier name, and people wear better suits and eat higher-end food and invest in technology companies instead, or they're called banks. You got a couple of dollars? I got a couple of dollars. You got some money? Let's put it together and start a bank. That's an important piece. Y'all remember this slide? It was literally from the very first session we talked about. It was how, or what we talked about, what is money? Had cows, we had a discussion of what in kind came from. The, the old English word for uh, cow was kind, K-Y-N. Uh, talked about white rocks. Talked about all these things being used as money. What we didn't talk about is how money is created. Not manufactured, not earned, not made, but created. Mr. Caleb? That creates money. That very, very simple equation, no, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to do it, it is simple division, is what creates money, all right? It is very important. In economic terms, it's called the money multiplier. In your life, what you need to know and understand is that owning a financial intermediary allows you to create money, not earn it, not manufacture it, not make it, but create it from nothing. Why y'all look like that? Some of y'all look surprised, some look confused. What y'all think about that? This is why I always talk about owning a bank. Because banks create money. So M, what do you think M stands for? R, anybody know what R stands for? It's okay if you don't, I'll tell you. Close. It's the Federal Reserve Rate, okay? It, it, it's, it's called the, um, the Fed Funds Deposit Rate. It's close. Right now, it's 10%, okay? So when you divide one by 10%, you get 1,000. Let me tell you, that's not good. You get 100. That's bad math. I'm sorry. I was like, that's bad math. So you know, I was jumping a slide ahead. I know a slide is, so I was like, ah, trying to get in. Anyway, divide one by 10 or by 10%, you get 100, okay? No, you don't. You get 10. What are you doing to me, Gene? It's 10, it's 10. So what this means is that for every $1 you deposit, a total of $10 comes out the back end. Where did the other $9 come from? Say it again. It's a C word. Say it, everybody say it. There you go. Every $1 you put into the bank turns into $10 right now. How many dollars you got in the bank? Don't tell nobody because I don't want you to you know, feel uncomfortable. Add 
a zero to that. That's how many the bank created on the back end because of it. This is real, this ain't trickery, this ain't misdirection, this is what is happening and it underpins our financial society right now. This is one of the most powerful tools that you will hear occasionally spoken of, but quietly, quietly. Because changing this thing fundamentally changes the size the economy can grow to, okay? It effectively limits. In fact, you use a limit formula, those of you who went on through some of those fancy math, to figure out exactly how much it creates, okay? Every $1 that goes in, as long as the reserve, re uh, reserve requirement is 10%, creates $10. The $1 plus nine new. $9 didn't exist, $1 did, put them together, you get 10. Now, let me tell you what it is, the reserve requirement. Every bank in America, credit union, uh, federally funded FDIC, uh, any of those banks have to have on deposit with an entity called the Federal Reserve a certain amount of their deposits in cash. Right? Now, what cash is, yeah, we can kind of talk about that. Right? It's not necessarily a, a hard greenback piece of currency. Right? Sometimes it just exists on paper. Sometimes it doesn't actually exist before they give it back to you. That means you can send your money and they can give it back to you before they actually get it because they know it's good. Use those in wire transfers. So every bank has to have on deposit with the Federal Reserve a certain amount of money. It is there as security should something happen. So when you go into those banks and you see NCUA uh, and then they have the little words on there about it being insured or you see FDIC and they have the little words on it about it being insured, this is how they insure it part of the way they insure it. They have to have a certain amount. It's called fractional reserve banking. This is the technical term for it. Fractional reserve banking. Okay, next slide please, sir. This is how it works. Now when you go out here and look at the slide online, there's a nice little URL right here you can go look at, right? This is a good graph of this. This guy hates the fractional reserve system. He thinks it's a scam. So I'll let you decide how it works. This is what happens. You put a, this, in this case we're using a thousand bucks, so put a zero on it, 10,000 off the back end. 1,000 goes in. The reserve requirement right now is 10%. This number does not change very frequently, but it does change from time to time, okay? They, the bank, means they have $900 of that 1,000 that they can lend out. Make sense? All right, they lend that out, it's 900 bucks. $100 goes to the Fed as their reserve, 900 in loans. That 900 is deposited into another bank. At some point, you're either gonna spend it and it'll make its way to a bank, or you're gonna deposit it somewhere and use it elsewhere. But it gets deposited eventually into another bank. That bank takes $90, 10% of it, lends out $810 of it. Same thing happens, 810, 900. This is now created. There's now $2,700 off of your 1,000. That 810 goes in, same process, 81 goes up, 729 comes out, there's your 729, that goes into another bank, your $1,000 just turned into $3,439 on a 10% fractional reserve banking method. So, $2,400 that did not exist, now exists. Okay, this makes sense? No, it doesn't, it actually goes on uh, to the 10th level and that's where you get into kind of limits and some funky math about how close it can get. 
but effectively it gets so close to uh, one or to ten thousand dollars that there's no discernible difference. It actually goes to nine, 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 nine spot, and then the infinite number of nines. So ten thousand dollars. Yes, sir. That's all right. You can come up. It's okay. You can walk up. That don't bother me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's okay. Take your time. You can work through it. Take your time. It's, no, it's, it's fine. Because I want you to understand this. So, we good? Any questions on it anymore? Absolutely. 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 A lot. Yeah. What if you were the day? So, let's go all the way back to that first session when I told you how important it is that I want to own a bank. Now, can I include y'all a little bit? What if we owned a bank? That $10,000 scholarship thing that we give out looks a lot easier to get to when we can create $9,000 anytime we want, right? Getting paid while being at the house looks a lot easier when you can do this, right? Yes, ma'am. That's an excellent question. That's an excellent, are you in here? Did you jump in my head right there? <laughs> like, like, she was like, so, 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 so you saying if I eat these cookies, uh, everything gonna be good? Where, where are the cookies? <laughs> I like that. that. That attitude was so matter of fact. Say it again. How you on the bank? How you on the bank? Here's what you need to do. You need a federal charter. All you actually have to do is have a certain dollar amount of assets and you can open your own bank. It's not a lot, it's a few million bucks. Now, why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? Wait a minute, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Why are y'all laughing? Like seriously. The, if you have been working the plan that we've been talking about, there is absolutely no reason you will not retire a millionaire. Who said you have to own a bank and you got a profit from it? Why can't you kids? Bank of America been around since 17 something or other, 18 something or other, like 18 or something like that. Who says you gotta be that? Who says that? There are banks right now that exist that people you don't know, anybody who knows, founded. People who came out of slavery founded. Why are you laughing about a million bucks? I guarantee you there is no reason, especially our younger people, shouldn't have a million bucks by the time they retire. There's no reason. A million bucks should be easy. I remember, no joke, I remember sitting in, sitting in a class, and I can't even remember this guy's name. Uh, it was my senior year of high school. It was a history class, and it was after gym, and there were cute girls sitting next to me, so I hardly ever paid attention to him. But he said something in class. I'm just telling the truth. I got an A in the class, by the way. Uh, he says he was a former economics professor at a, at a university. And he just did this for the health benefits and retirement because he was chilling. But he said something that blew me away. And out of everything he said in that class, I honestly only remember this. I was sitting there messing around. We talking, blah, 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 blah. He said, a million bucks? 
everybody has a million bucks these days. That was 1995. So you know what I'm going to say? Everybody has a million bucks. Nah, I don't like that one. I don't like that one. What I, I got to listen to my own stuff about dreaming bigger. Everybody got $10 million. Why y'all get quiet? Why y'all looking at me? Why so many people's mouths open right now, y'all? Why? Okay, 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 okay. Think about how much money you make per hour, whatever it is. Doesn't matter, $10, a million dollars, I don't care what it is, right? Does somebody make twice as much as you? Does somebody make 10 times as much as you? Does somebody make 1,000 times as much as you? What's the difference between you and them? What they work on. That's it. Adjust what you work on. You have the tools at your disposal right now, if you go back through these sessions, to build that wealth. The problem is, since we have this little bit of space, and sometimes we feel good about it, we forget that this is practical, right? This is not some Jesus come take me one day and swing low sweet chariot. No, this is right now, right? Oftentimes we come to church and we hear these things that give us these great feelings, but we don't realize that it is practically applicable today. When the Bible talks about great things happening, when you focus on building your relationships, guess when that affects? Today. That's not eventually. That's not sometime. That's not we shall overcome someday. That is today. When we're talking about this money stuff, it happens today. Every single person in here who decided that he or she wanted to change a credit score changed it. Every one of you. Why? Because you did it. Why can't you say, I'm going to get to this million bucks? There's this thing that John Elliott talks about in his book, uh, Overachievement. And it's about your subconscious mind. And, and it goes back to the whole concept of cognitive dissonance where you think about something, you focus on something. You know, we, we name it, claim it, and then we... So the reason that works is because subconsciously, your brain does not understand the word not. We've talked about this before, right? So what it actually starts to do is whatever you focus on, it starts trying to draw you to that. It's the reason why abused people who focus on their abusers go on to be abusers. But those same abused people, if they focus on why they're not going to do that and instead going to be something else, go on to be that. It's a, it's a biblical principle where we talk about when the demon is kicked out, comes back, find the house, cleaning it in order, it can't go in. You've replaced that bad with something good that you want to focus on differently, and it spins your life in a totally different direction. It's the whole concept behind, I won't do that, I will do this, left foot, right foot. You have to have both. And when you have both, you can say, I'm going to be a millionaire, and I'm going to start that bank. I'm going to build that real estate investment. I'm going to sell these books and be a baller. I'm going to, what do you want to do? Say it. What do you want to do? I don't care what they're saying. You're going to own a bank. What you going to do, Tam? Uh, I'm going to be a caterer. You're going to be a what? A caterer. Okay. Give me some more. Oh, sorry, Jeremy. Okay. You were going, we're going for great. What else? I'm on the shoe store. You want a shoe store? What else? Nope. Keep going. I'm on a plane. Just one? Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Tam says she's buying everybody planes. All right. What else? <laughs> what else? Come on, T-Dot. What you going to do? Filmmaker. What kind of films? Uh, Say it. Say it like you're making them. You need some good ideas, don't you? Yeah. Who got a good idea for a documentary right now? Ghostbusters. All right, go find the Ghostbusters. I don't know how you're going to do it, but do it. When you focus on these things, your brain starts to sort out how 
Do I make it a reality? Sometimes the progress is slow. Sometimes you can't even see it because it's so small. Sometimes it hurts. Sometimes it requires you to push hard, but it is not impossible. No, it is very much within who we are as a people, as a group to do it. If Alonzo Herndon can make an insurance company that survives over 100 years after being born a slave, what can you and your college educated, no hog in your greens eating, living in a two-story nice home with the garage attached self do? Tell me, say it. We won't say it because we've been taught, no, you can't say that you got to be humble. Whatever, man. Let me tell you something. Where Jimmy Beasley at? What you want to do, daddy? Everything. Everything. <laughs> you know what's going to stop you? You. Until they throw dirt on you, the only thing that can stop you is you. Kanye West made a, a song called Through the Wire. The very first version of that song he made while his mouth was wired shut. Stop and think about that. What ballerina you know dance with no feet? <laughs> this man loves to talk, talks his, his, his mouth off all the time, but here he is, he can't talk, but he made a song that went on to become a platinum hit. How can you make a song when you can't talk? Because nothing can stop me. That was a big buildup, and y'all kind of let me down, so let me try it again. Because nothing can stop me. Where? Where are you? Say it. Where did where, where, where Kristen go? Y'all, when y'all going to go house hunting in Paris? That was something we prayed for in the last session. There she is. You going house hunting. She need a vacation home. Let's do it. Why? <laughs> what else? What else? Here, here's the worst thing that could happen. You don't get there. Are you there right now? Yeah, yeah that's exactly it. You learn stuff. So in, in the uh, venture capital world, there's a saying that you invest in people or management teams, not in ideas, right? It's never the technology, almost never the technology that causes something to fail. It's the people. It's the people. And, and, and a lot of venture capital funds actually go after people who have failed. Because in failing, guess what you do? Learn, I ain't doing that no more. There was a company a few years ago spent its entire year's marketing budget on one commercial featured during the Super Bowl. One. Whole year, one commercial. You know what happened afterwards? Company closed. You know what that guy learned not to do? Spend all his money on one commercial again. I said the same thing. Ladies and gentlemen, it's okay to try. Search your deal worth, you gotta try. It's okay. I gotta try. I gotta, it's okay. This yeah, fails. Here's what's crazy. Look around. We have enough people in here to cover almost every idea you could ever come up with. Okay? I'll use a funny example. So, how many of you have natural hair? It's okay. Now, now, you know what I'm talking about. We're rocking your natural hair. Well, yeah, I still got mine too, right? Uh, so, you got some friends who wear they have natural too, right? Right? You got some friends. And let's be honest, some of your friends' hair 
look, look like dirty clown wigs. <laughs> but because they're your friend, you won't say nothing. <laughs> now, now, while you at home blending up all of this stuff, you got strawberries, you got some juju beads. I don't, what else go in this stuff? You got some honey. You got all this stuff blending it up. Try making, just try making some, making some extra and testing it out. Hey, y'all, try this. It'll, it'll fix your dirty clown wig. <laughs> just try it. Maybe they don't have the money and they will appreciate it. Because then you'll feel bad. You'll be like, I called your hair dirty. Oh, you ain't got the money. Mm. But the truth is you can help them out. Try it. Test it. You like to cook. Why not come out with a line of spices? I cook too. You're right. I got spices at the house that I've been working on. Why? Because I plan on trying to figure out how to sell them. If they don't sell, guess what? I still know how to cook better. That's why you can't mess with me on this barbecue game right now. It's part of it. And here's, here's something that we miss often. Much like the fractional reserve creates way more than was ever put in. When our kids and our friends and our family and our communities see us building this, it creates more in them. We have it in this room. Like, I sit here and I listen to you guys, and I, 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 I can't help but realize, so, here, come up with a business. Say something, say something, say something. You say something. You haven't said anything. Say something. I don't care what it is. Say it. Just pick some. Cell phone business. All right, we're going to have a cell phone business. What do we need to make a cell phone business happen? You need actual phones. Okay, we can buy those. What else do you need? You need towers. We can rent space. What else? Access to networks. That's on the towers. We can buy that too, and we can rent excess uh, uh, service space. What else? You need customer service. Oh, Jesus. Hold on. We have to come back to that because, woo. <laughs> what else? What's that? You need some accessories. Accessories are a good thing. There are plenty of them made, but if we buy existing cell phones that are used, we can do that, right? Okay, they already exist. What else? Like what? Pick some. I don't care what it is. Say headphones two people can use. We can figure out how to make that. You need capital. You absolutely do. I guarantee you, if we sat here and we could, where's Kedrian at? Where's Kedrian? There he is. If we can fund Kedrian's business, I guarantee you we can come up with enough money to fund this thing. We can put $10,000 in here right now. I believe that. And truth be told, if I sit here and I let you think about it long enough, you can figure out how to come up with $10,000 right now. Not individually, as a group. And if you were serious about it, you could probably come up with 100 and a half, maybe 200. You just got to be serious about it. What else? What else do we need? Do we have to start with cell phones? Do we have to start with a lot of cell phones? What if we just focus on one area? Coding works. What is that? Prices. What is a processor? If we buy an existing phone, it already exists. We don't have to worry about that. You don't have to redesign. That way you don't have to spend the money on upfront capital. And then once you build up your money, you can go out and design your own. Yep. What else? What else? 
A solid CFO. We can get one of those. They, we can get one of those. They, they, they sell those on the market. They sell those. What else? Three minutes, we just put together a cell phone company. Now, yes, we have to go through some writing down and formalizing stuff. But right here that quick, that's all it takes. That is it. That is all it takes. Here. I was with some buddies. We were laughing and joking one night, just going crazy, laughing about some funny stuff, just being dumb, really. Just ah, ha, 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 ha. We were like, what if there was an app that would allow you to know where your bag was and if it got on the airplane? This was somewhere around 2005. You know what feature Delta Airlines added to its app this year? Call it bag track. No, I ain't getting no royalties off, but we were just joking. They were serious. That's the difference. We were joking. They were serious. That was the joke. The joke was on us. That's it. Shea Moisture is not the first company to make hair products. They just the one that got paid. Some of y'all make your own. Fitness programs, food programs, car customization, clothing design, house design, kid teaching stuff. I don't know. We live in the internet age, we can make stuff happen right now that does not exist by a 3D printer. We can literally make stuff. We can manufacture stuff right now and it prints out at our house. One of the issues that they're running into around gun regulation is right now you can print a gun on a 3D printer. And a bullet. Absolutely. Whole thing. You used to have to have people out there, bing, bing, forging metal and steel and fire, pouring it out. Now you print. Go over here and get this Chick-fil-A triple duck a sandwich over here. And by the time you figure out how to eat that thing and come back, you got a firearm printed. That should scare you. It should also motivate you. What was that? People who buy them. Get on the internet right now. Pull your phone out. I guarantee you, you can find one for sale right now. You don't have your phone? I don't even know where mine is. Somebody give them a phone. Find a 3D printer right now. 200. Somebody find a 3D printer right now. Just find one. Just get on Google and type in 3D printer for sale. She didn't even have to type it in. She just said it. Yeah, okay, find it. How much? 1250 bucks on Amazon. I guarantee you we have 1250 bucks in this room right now. We can put that together and go buy one. Make anything. Make metal, medical devices. Who said you can't? Just because you could doesn't mean you have to, but just because you don't doesn't mean you can't. Go get it. So, next slide, please, sir. How much? $150. Found one at Walmart. They got it at Walmart. That means everybody can get it. One of the other things they ran into, one of the other things that they ran into around 3D printers is actually 3D printing food. There are actual products out there that are capable of 3D printing food. So what happens when you like the Jetsons 
You go slide in a little thing into your refrigerator or your stove. You push the button and come back 45 minutes later and you got Christmas dinner. Yeah, it's that serious. They figured out, people have figured out how to make uh, pharmaceuticals on 3D printers. All you got to do is get the chemicals and press them together. <gasps> why can't we do this? I have yet to hear a valid reason why we can't have a bank as a church. I have yet to hear a valid reason why we can't fill in the blank. Why we can't have a building, why we can't have that building have a hotel and convention space, why we can't have multiple strip malls, why we can't have multiple campuses, why we can't have multiple countries, why we have to be Fellowship of Champions of Northwest Arkansas, why can't we be Fellowship of Champions of Mars? 2030, they already have them on the docket. They're sending people to Mars in the 2030s. That's 15 years from now. What? <laughs> but why not? Why not? You know why? Because we have told ourselves that we can't. Why? Because we went and got educated and we said, no, I'm far too sophisticated to ever dream of such folly. I think there's a verse in the Bible about old men dreaming. Dream? Anyway, let's get to this homework. Goal call. What do you intend to be better at? December 31st, 2018. Then you are December 21st, or 31st, I'm sorry, I said 21st. December 31st, 2018. Then you are December 31st, 2017. Pick a thing. Pick 20. Take that first step, though. Commit to it. Secondly, build your spending plan. This was up there last time, but now it's real. Uh, build a spending plan. See if you can forecast out the whole year. If you're wrong, guess what? There are people who get paid millions of dollars to forecast who are wrong because life happens and things go up and things go down. What you want to do is be able to know where your pieces are so you can adjust. If you're going to need tires in eight months, it's a whole lot easier to save $100 a month than it is to come up with $800 all at the same time, right? Right? Some of you, you can figure out how to get 100 bucks a month, but coming up with 800 well, somebody ain't going to eat or something ain't going to get paid, right? It's just kind of how it is, right? So we can actually forecast a year. If you own a business, thinking about owning a business, project out your financials. How many customers do you think you're going to have? Who cares what the number is? Just try to figure it out. You don't have to spend days and years and you don't need special degrees. You can figure this out. Here's a tip. If you built a budget this year and you were tracking your spending, it's probably going to look a whole lot similar to next year. Start there. You want to know how professional companies or professionals who do this at companies do it? You want to know how? They look at last year. So in this case, 2017. And they say, okay, what's different? Why are we going to have more customers or less customers? Make an adjustment. Are we going to have the same products? Different products. Make an adjustment. Are we going to be open the same number of days? Yep. Mm -hmm. No? No? Okay. Make an adjustment. I do this all the time. I literally do this as my job. I look at last year. I look at last month. I look at trends. I look at consumption. I look at customer patterns. I look at what's going on in the market. I take last year and I go, oh, this is why we changed. Then at the end you have what's called a variance explanation. Why did we differ? Oh, we got 10 more customers than we projected. There's nothing hard about what I do. I do third grade math all day. I tell my guys that all the time. Third grade math. You trying to build rocket ships over here. I'm like, dude, we selling soap. Nobody's going to die, right? So try it with your own self. How much is your mortgage or your rent? Is it going to change next year? If it does, not by much. 
What about your property taxes? Probably not going to change much unless you go voting for stuff. What about your food consumption? Do you plan on eating twice as much next year as you did this year? I hope not, unless you were malnourished. So you're probably going to spend about the same on food. Maybe less if you figure out that, oh, wait, I shouldn't have had all those whatever, fill in the blanks. Right? Are you going to invest in your fitness? Put that in there. Gym membership is 12 bucks. Okay, I can put 12 bucks in. Car payments, if you have those. Gas payments, you're probably going to travel the same number of miles. Probably spend about the same amount of money on gas. Probably need the same amount of oil changes. Hair. Probably going to get your hair done the same amount of times. Or mess it up the same amount of times and then have to go get it done. That happens, right? Kids clothes. They were growing like weeds last year. What are they going to do this year? Grow like weeds. We can project that out. We actually can get ahead of it and then be able to rein it in, pick and pull. Hey, you know what? I don't need to spend this extra money here. I'd rather spend it there. I'd rather save it here. I'd rather invest. I'd rather take an extra 500 bucks out of my budget for the whole next year and put it into my 401k because, oh, now I'm actually paying attention to the thing and I know what it means. Most people don't know what their 401k is, means, or what it does. There was a bill in Congress several years ago to make 401k sign up mandatory because what they found is that most people, if they aren't signed up, won't sign up, and most people who are signed up won't unsign themselves, won't opt out. So you just kind of go with the flow. We live our lives like this already. You probably go to the same gas station. You probably drive home the same way. You probably go to the same people's houses on the same cadence, go to the same events all year. Right? Why not step back and think about them and say, okay, do I need to go to all six balls this year in the fall? No. <laughs> do I want to be able to donate more money to this charity than, that cha than I did last year? Whatever it is, you have time to adjust. This is an awesome practice just to stick it out there. See what it is. You don't even have to get all the, all the buckets right. I want to spend less money eating out next year than I did this year. Okay, look at what you spent this year or in 17. Knock out whatever you choose. We can do this. We can do it. This is very practical. This is very practicable. This is something everybody can do. Y'all got any questions for me?